Hey, warriors, welcome to the Untamed Life podcast, where we are breaking free from those chains of the past and rising to lead extraordinary lives. I believe it's time for us to ditch the rules of this world that are keeping us enslaved in the grind, playing from behind, and instead opt into a conscious and strategic upgrade, one that is founded in spiritual principles that can only be accessed through the power of the heart. So if you are craving deeper, more meaningful relationships, vibrant bodies full of life force, true prosperity in all arenas, and a life of adventure, this podcast is for you. My name is Christine Jewell. I'm a high-performance coach and spiritual mentor, and together we will awaken the king or queen you are destined to be so that you can experience the fullness of life that's waiting for you. Let's dive in. All right, welcome back to another episode of The Untamed Life. Today, I am joined by my favorite all-time guest, my favorite, one of my favorite humans on the planet, my husband, Mark. We are here to celebrate with you guys today, to share a personal story. Um, we are recording this live from the new home base, our new home base. We just merged two homes. This is a monumental step for us, so we wanted to jump on here to celebrate together, to share our vision with you guys, with the audience, um, and also share maybe some of the insecurities, the doubts, and the fears that come along the way whenever you're expanding, moving into new seasons, growing as a couple or individually at, at the same time. So welcome, babe. Thank you. I'm glad to be back on the Untamed Life podcast. We do live the untamed life. <laughs> we do live the untamed life. Although you wouldn't know that by looking at our no, new backyard, which I can see over That's the true. camera here as we look out <clears throat> out your office windows in the in the new place. So, is this the first pod in the new house? This is the first pod in the new house. Whoop, whoop. All new, right, new place, same pod, new content, fresh content. Yeah, coming at you. I'm interested to know. What are some of the, um, you mentioned insecurities in your intro. So what are, no, I want want to go right to the, right to the heart of (laughs) this. Go right to the jugular. What are the, what are the insecurities that came up that have been coming up for you as we've gone through this, this move? And if you don't follow the show or if you haven't been following the story and the, um, in the social media realms, you know, Christine and I met three and a half years ago. And um, shortly thereafter, started dating, despite the fact that we were a thousand miles apart. Like we literally had addresses. I think it was 992 miles from her place to mine, and vice versa. Um, we 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 decided to go on that adventure. You know, mm-hmm. despite that, despite the evidence <laughs> that you know this is not something that would normally work. I suppose most people normally date people within their same city Proximity. or something like that, right? Um, so we did all that and there was a whole pandemic and everything that happened in the interim. And, uh, we got married over the course of all that. And now we're finally, we've gotten rid of the other two places sort of, and now we have one place here together. So that's the 30,000 foot view of a lot that has happened in a very short amount of time. And we could do a whole episode just on how we've compounded or collapsed time and so many things that have happened in that over that time frame but all of that this point has resulted in us having this beautiful place in a beautiful space in North Carolina yeah and I want to add a little bit to that so you guys we started a podcast right one of the first well about a month in after we met we we were on a detour in Cartagena South America And we, we kind of laugh or joke about this, but we are really, you know, from the beginning, we've been committed to just going, it sounds hairy fairy, but it's not, but like allowing the flow of life to lead us. And the first month or so after we met at the Tony Robbins event, we went down to Columbia together. We ended up going to Cartagena for a few days and we were like, we're going to start a podcast just so we can actually begin to be in communication with each other and like have a reason to get together all the time. And we're, I think I'm going to link that original one in the show notes just because it was fun. We were in the middle of this like courtyard in Cartagena and little did we know that three years later, here we would be in literally a dream home for me anyways, for sure. It's a big expansion for both of us having come together, merging families, 
six kids, businesses, new home, new, completely new state for me, new country coming back to the U S and we have just been through and experienced so much in just a short time. That's been three years. It feels like three decades. This whole thing and, is a big damn detour. You know, and it, it is a huge, <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful when you literally just allow yourself to be in the flow of life and in the experience and lead with the heart. We're not talking about fleeting emotions, but really being able to be tuned in and just ditch our agenda, you know, ditch our personal agendas and lead with intention. I think like one of the things about our relationship has been the intention to really be open to God surprising us, leading us, being open to more than we ever imagined possible, more than we needed, more than we asked for, more than we could imagine. And I would say that this moment, this week is definitely evidence of that coming to fruition. You know, the fruits of our micro decisions, the fruits of our intention really produce some amazing, beautiful experiences if we allow them to. And we got here pretty in in an awesome ride. So here we are going back to the question. So we have been for the last two months, basically, you know, we decided that we were going to move previous to two months ago, North Carolina called us. We were called to move to North Carolina for multiple different reasons and things. Both of us can work virtually. So we're like, hey, we want green, we want lush. I want to be close to the mountains and the ocean. This is somewhere like right in between. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is literally something that you've said since I met you. Yeah. Like when we were just starting to get to know each other is that I see myself in this place where I have access to the mountains and the ocean. The image in my in my mind at the time was like literally there's an ocean in the front porch and the right, mountains and a in the mountain background. behind us. <laughs> I'm gonna clarify. <laughs> so right now we have ocean two and a half hours away, mountains two hours away, but it serves the same purpose. It serves the same. It allows us to do all the things. Yeah. So you know, so that's really good. Um, you know, and it, all you mentioned like the micro decisions and the macro decisions and all the different things that have led us here. What do you think is like one micro decision or just any decision, I guess, along the way that's like been a massive contributor to where we're at? I think those moment to moment decisions that I talk about all the time on this podcast are really heeding the call that's on your heart, on your spirit. And when the doors open and present themselves to you, I remember the first time the doors presented themselves to come to North Carolina. I really didn't have an agenda. I didn't need to be here for anything specific, but I just felt this pull to go to North Carolina, to get on a plane, to come check it out. And I just obeyed, you know, and it's really just being in obedience to the spirit. When these things show up, what I talk about is being positioned to say yes being positioned to say yes when the doors open and not just any door, but the doors that are in alignment and integrity with the things that you have a vision for over your life too, right? So, and sometimes they don't always make sense. You don't know, well, why am I going here? What's there? And it's really, for me, it's a feeling of tuning in to like, is this expansive? Does this feel right? Is my body, is my spirit actually moving towards this? Let me be curious and go in. And so it was when we decided to explore living here and, you know, really just from the very beginning, when we got together, it was like, I just felt so comfortable with you. There was not this like, you know, crazy, like rushing into a relationship in the beginning because we met at the conference, but it was like, let me just lean in and let me just be curious without having to get attached to an outcome or what this means or having to have an answer. Mm -hmm. Let's just hang out. Let's just see. And this whole like, well, let's just see, right? Let's just go see has really been the micro decision, but it is a macro way of living. Yeah. Let's just go see. Micro decisions are the macro. <laughs> this is a repeat of a past episode. That's, my, that's how I put that into my little yeah. synopsis. Yeah, that's so true. So here we are, and we have been meditating, envisioning the vision for our home base, what that would look like. For, you know, probably the last year and a half or so, we had a feeling, a vibe that we wanted to get to. We weren't really sure where it was going to be. We knew it probably wasn't going to be Omaha. We knew it probably wasn't going to be Toronto. But we had a vision. And we started this process a while ago as a couple. And I think, like, this is so huge is that, you know, at least I know the couples that I work with, they don't, they kind of think that they know what the other person wants or they think they're on the same vision. But I don't know how much people really talk about right? Mm -hmm. So for us, we spent many 
brunches and dinners and drives, just kind of like fleshing it out and talking about it. And one of the things that really landed for us that we wanted to create in our life, being from two different countries, having kids ranging from ages six to 20, working with all kinds of clients across the coaching, a corporate world, and, you know, intimately, um, we really wanted to create a space that would just draw people here, a safe space where people felt welcome, where people felt invited, where people felt like they belonged, where people could walk in the door and immediately just oh, relax, you know, kick your feet up, relax, be here, be here now, enjoy this space, and that it would serve as this magnetic field, basically, for everyone in our life to come to. And Mark came up with the name, which I love, which really encompassed our vision um, as a couple and what we're creating, not only in our home, which is the central point of, I guess, the home base, but everything that we're in the process of building as a couple and being called to. So why don't you share what the name of our project is, what the name of our home base is, and a little bit about the vision. Mm-hmm. So this was this was my way of putting a label on the many conversations that that we've had on our drives and on our walks and on our FaceTimes and all the things over the last several years. And it, you'll, you'll soon figure out um, if you haven't heard me on one of the previous podcasts, like I just, I use a, a lot fewer words than Christine does. I just like to put things into categories and buckets. Um, not that I'm that organized, but when it comes to like concepts, uh, for me, it's just easier if they have some sort of a bucket to go into. And when I was thinking about all of the different things that that we're about and like what we're creating, um, this uh, this label just became very I don't know, obvious to me. Like I wanted to give everything a place to go, and that's really what this is. Like it's a it's a center point, it's a place, it's a hub um, for us and all of our people, our kids, our clients, our friends, our family. Like we want this to be a place of gravity mm-hmm. that attracts the people to it. And, you know, the reality is like our businesses are global and we, we have for sure across North America. Yeah. Right. And then we we're doing things with people. I had a call this morning with a guy from India. Mm -hmm. Right. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, we're like, we're doing things on a global basis. Um, Our clients are from all over the place. Um, Our family (laughs) is, is all All over the place, place. you know, including our kids. Right. And so, you know, when I'm, when I'm talking about gravity, you know, I'm, I'm talking about the, you know, God orchestrating literally an offense that got my ex-wife a job here that made it possible for my kids to be here. That started to bring your kids right to this place so that we can all be in one area together. And that was, um, that's project gravitas. I use a little, you know, I don't know, Greek or Latin, whatever that is. Not, <laughs> sounds I have no good. idea. It just Project sounds, Gravitas. it sounds better. Uh, but Project Gravitas became about creating a place of gravity, uh, a center point, a hub where, where all of us can come together, where you can feel safe, where kids can come to get healed up. You know, for me growing up, um, as I got older, you know, and it, like left home in my you know, late teens and twenties, like, I felt like I could still go back to the farm mm-hmm. and get healed up. That's what my dad called it. Yeah. Uh, it was a place, it was, it was a place where you could go back to get centered, a place you could go to get grounded. Hmm. And, um, you know, to, I literally have a, um, this fell out of, uh, something I was unpacking the other day. Um, and I have a, a dish of dirt from the farm that I grew up on, hmm. right. And some stones and rocks. So I can go back, even though I can't go back to that property anymore because it's been sold, but I can still get that grounding and get that feeling, um, you know, in my hand. And so that's such a really, really important piece. And now that's what we're creating with Project Gravitas, what we've already created. We're here. We're, we're in an empty room right now in my office. There's no furniture in the background. We got the two chairs, but this is it. And I want to really, I wanted to do this podcast together because Every, you know, first of all, gravity is something I craved so much. And, you know, we all crave an anchoring place, a safe space to come back to. What is the place, whether you call it home, you know, home is where you are. Yes. All of that. But like, where is that safe space, that sacred place where you can just go and just be you and land 
and rest, like really rest your head, rest your mind, rest your spirit and heal and grow, like really be nurtured and nurture, contribute. And so that, that concept of gravitas, gravity, it's beautiful because it is really like a God force. Gravity is a God force, right? And not in and of itself, it is everywhere. You can, you experience it everywhere. And, um, yeah, there's so something to me that's really important about the definition of the law of gravity. Everybody understands what gravity is. We all experience it every day. Uh, we take it for granted <laughs> most of the time. Uh, we don't think about it. When we think about what something is, uh, when something is a law, right? what does that mean? Something is a law. It means that it's um, it's firm, right? Mm-hmm. It's in place. It's uh, it is truth. It is not debatable. Okay. And so when we think the law of gravity, right, that adds a certain weight to the idea of what a law is. So when I think something is, that's a law, like the law of gravity, that means it's real, yeah. it's undeniable, and it's always here. Unchanging. I don't have to worry. <laughs> it is changing. I don't have to worry about when I wake up in the morning about whether or not my feet are going to be able to touch the floor. Right. That's not a, not a concern for anybody's anxiety you can it's dependable Mm, right gravity shows up every day there are no days off um it's there it's dependable um it's useful and so many other things and so i can depend on that law of gravity showing up uh, to keep me grounded and that's what for me a lot of what project gravitas is about especially as parents right that kids will come to know over time that this place is a place of gravity that I can always come back to. That's always going to be dependable. It may not always be in this house, right? Right. But the place of gravity will always exist. And that mission of what we're creating as a couple, right? The vision and the mission and getting on the same page and really defining. This is the thing. We've been defining a lot what that gravity is because I think that's really a missing component in a lot of conversations we have as couples is we think we're on the same page. We think we're in agreement on what mm-hmm. we're creating, but a lot of times we're talking about just the physical building, what it looks like, or the things that we're accumulating and what we're buying next or where we're going next, rather than the atmosphere, the atmosphere and the energetic footprint, you know, the spiritual and energetic footprint and signature that gets to be over our home. And I know definitely one of the first questions I ask couples when I work with them is what is the atmosphere of your home, right? Every home, every relationship has an atmosphere or a dynamic. Like it's like a temperature, right? You walk in the room and instantly you can feel it. And it doesn't matter who you are. You can just feel the atmosphere that of a room. It carries all the person, people's energy, all of their objects, energy. Like we are energetic and spiritual beings. So let's not negate this fact. So Whenever we, you know, I definitely work with couples. One of the things that I ask is what is the atmosphere inside of your relationship? And I guarantee that Susan all over your house, right? (laughs) So if you don't like the atmosphere, if you don't like the energy or the emotions or whatever you want to use that word of your home, then you must define what temperature do you want it to be? It's just like walking over to a thermostat and you're like, it's too cold in here. It's frigid. It's as cold in our home. It's literally feels cold. People are cold to each other. You know, well, what temperature do you want it to be? Like, is it going to be hot? Is it going to be spicy? Is it going to be mild? Like what? Right. And so I think we got to be really clear on what are we you know, inviting into our home, what is going to be the new set point and the standard for us? And let's really define what that is and, and set that for us. It's like a mission that everything else gets to be built around this concept of gravitas. And Mark, you are, you know, I'm so blessed. I'm so grateful to have a husband that is truly a place of gravity for me. I mean, obviously God, my relationship with God is key. And that is my, my ultimate place, but on this earth and the physical realm, you are my, my place of gravity that I come back to. Right. And hopefully I'm a place for you as well, obviously, but we come back and it really does start with us. Like if we say, this is what we're creating, are we cultivating that inside of our, our marriage as well? Right. So it's, it's really does ooze from, from us. We are the pillars and then everything else. And obviously where do we get our gravity from? Right. Like our gravity comes from our relationship with God, with ourselves, with each other, 
and and the vision that we have that's been given to us and then everything else starts to like take shape the house showed up right like we start getting all like worked up about what is this house going to be and where is it going to look like and we decided early on that we were going to have this process be fun and it was for the most part we did hit some turbulence so i'm not gonna lie right but we decided like this process was going to be fun i decided i was going to enjoy enjoy the process of this home because for me anyways growing up you guys I moved countries like every two years then when we finally landed in Italy dad you know my father was an alcoholic it was very turbulent inside our home I would say it was everything but gravity it was volatile it was chaotic it was unpredictable I really did not feel like I had my feet on the ground for most of my life and it's something that I know as a daughter as a woman I was always seeking that that's that strength, that structure, that place. And so I'm really happy that we're here. And as we started looking for this home or this home, you know, really showed up and we put the, put our offer in, this was a big leap for us. This was a big leap for us financially. It was a big leap for us because we were relocating like Mark, you moved across the country. I moved from Canada back to the U S it was a big leap for us because we were now like full-time going to be in one place. Um, both of us working from the same house. There's two of us, there's six kids. Granted, they're not all here, but we've got animals. We've got, you know, my mom's going to come. So there's just a lot of moving parts. So as we started to go through this process, I realized like, wow, it's, it's a full yes to my body. It's so much expansion. It's so much. Yes. And it's a lot. (laughs) It's also a lot. It's a lot to my nervous system. It's a lot for my emotions. It's a lot for my spirit. And so this is the part that I was going to lean into is that it's so tempting to want to be like, okay, well, let's just go. Let's push through. Let's get through the move. Let's unpack everything, get everything organized, like, and start forcing everything to drop into place really like, cause you want to get everything settled. And I started to feel a little bit of turbulence around that. And so really we had to pause and slow down several times. So I want to talk a little bit about some of the, I'm going to call it the turbulence, those contractions, those insecurities, the doubts, the fears that come up as we're going into these places of massive expansion, like moving into a dream house or moving across the country or switching jobs or whatever is going on in your life. I mean, I'm going to definitely share some of mine, but was there anything that came up for you as we were going into this I mean, there was a lot, right? It was just a lot. Well, I'm gonna. So I'm, you're I'm getting sure, stretched. I'm sure that I can speak in uh, generalities. I want, I want to use just one really specific example that I think everybody will be able to relate to because we've all been there. And so, when gravity—you call me gravity—so when gravity gets going, <laughs> it's really, really hard to stop. Uh, so when we were moving out of the Omaha home, we had set up this sort of like imaginary deadline to be out of the house because I, I got an incentive to move out of that house a little bit early. Right? Yeah. And there was no real deadline. Like I got to choose it. I chose on April 19th, I think was the date. That was the day that I decided we were going to be out and it was completely my decision. And, um, we were, we had this whole like schedule built up in the week. And so, you know, we were, we were moving out over the weekend and we were to complete that by like, you know, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, no later than Tuesday, uh, which was the 19th, get out, get the place cleaned up, pass it off to the new people. And then we were, we were going to sleep in a hotel that night. And then the next day, get up early, drive all the way to Toronto, yeah. <laughs> which is a 14 hour drive so that we could be in place for our Thursday calls and, you know, be centered and grounded for uh, <laughs> centered and grounded <laughs> after two days of moving and rushing everything yeah. around and driving 14 multiple, hours. multiple days of moving now i have to give you know give us a lot of credit we went through all like all those four days of going through all the stuff and purging and packing and all the all the things that, that go into moving so if you've ever moved you know it's you have some idea what that's like right and um we went through all that with i don't think we had a single argument no right i mean it was fairly flawless <laughs> i mean for the most part we got everything we needed to go but at the end, right, it just started stacking. It was like well, another thing and another thing and more to clean and more to pack. And you just keep finding more shit that you have stashed away, right? And it became pretty, you know, apparent that there was going to be more to do. And I was stressing out about that, you know, about getting everything out of there and like stressing about getting us where we needed to get to and all kinds of stuff. Um, and then 
finally that night, that, that Tuesday night before we're supposed to leave at like 5 a.m. the next day to get on the road, Christine says, like, why, why are we doing this? <laughs> this, was, this was supposed to be fun. What if instead of rushing tomorrow, we just keep this hotel room for a couple extra days, we stay here, we settle in, uh, we'll do our calls right here from the hotel, right? And that way we can sleep, we can get rested, and then we can just go the rest of the way on Saturday. There's no real reason that we had to get over aiming. What are we rushing for? What are we rushing for, right? So if you've been in that scenario, right, where you're like, you know, push, push, push and grind to try to get somewhere by a certain deadline, like maybe it's worth taking a step back and asking yourself like, why, why did I create this deadline? What is this really about? Even if somebody else gave you the deadline, you could probably call and ask for an extension, you know? Uh, so that was one of those moments of like turbulence. Anxiety. That like, was anxiety. Was Cause we were this. in the frustration and we were starting to feel if the anxiety or the pressure of having to, you know, the contraction anxiety is always about your whenever whenever we have anxiety right so we're living in the future and we're we're unsure of what that future state is going to be so (laughs) you know what i learned from that is like oh like i'm living in this future state living having to be a certain place have everything done by a certain time and um that was uh it just created a lot of stress in the moment yeah. You know, and finally, you know, thank God, you know, gravity needs a place to go and rest, you yeah. guys. And that's what Christine is for me a lot of times. Yeah. Um, this is a place to go and just like get healed and get nurtured and, you know, not have to be anyone to anything. I can just be myself for a minute. Yeah. Um, and that was, that was one of those turbulent moments. And that was how yeah. we got out of it. And I think like that, what was cool about that was that was a moment where I became like, I was observing. You know, I was observing you go, go, go. And he was really busting his butt trying to be there and do it. And I, you know, he's breaking his back, but you're breaking your back a little, not literally, but he was working hard and I, I'm, you're, (laughs) we're observing. And so, you know, to the ladies or the men, like there's a little bit of like a lot of discernment here to just take a pause to tune in and go like, okay, if we set the standard that this is going to be enjoyable and we're going to like really be in this process, like, are we living that out right now? Do we give permission for one of us to call timeout or interrupt the pattern and bring us back to that zero point, right? Back to that place of gravity. And so we had a beautiful time. We hung out at the pool, talked about that in a previous podcast, but then, you know, I ended up moving the closing date a few weeks later after that, because again, the same thing happened. We were going to be in two different countries. And there was like, again, that really, it started to feel a lot of pressure. And I was like, Mm -hmm. again, is this self-induced? The answer was yes, it is totally self-induced. I called, I said, what if, Right. Whenever we say like, what if, oh my gosh, what if the paperwork doesn't come? What if the money doesn't come? What if I'm like, what if we just move it? Like, what if we just, can we add 48 hours? And the answer is like, yes. What if there's a different way? And there was. And so right away when we're hitting this turbulence, kind of like reminds me of being in that plane and you just, your mind starts going crazy and you're like, whoa, let me just take a breath. Like, can I just relax in this moment or, you know, and just adjust a little bit. And uh, as we were getting closer to the closing, I mean, for me, you know, I think like there's so many things that came up, but one of the big ones was like moving large sums of money. Okay. I'm just going to like put that out there that for me, like this, this was the most expensive home, the best, you know, highest investment we've ever spent in a home or invested in a home, certainly for me. And I, on so many levels, I was really celebrating. Thank you, God, for the blessings. Thank you for the abundance in our life. Thank you that we have this. And also I began to notice like my nervous system was getting really contracted and like uneasy about moving these, this amount of money around and moving it out of my bank account. And and it's funny because we're moving it from one area into another. It's not like it's dissipating, but in your mind, my brain's like, somehow this is escaping my reality and I'm not going to have access to it anymore. And it was like a safety net. It was like a security blanket for me, right. That I had had. And so to move this money and transfer it, I just became, I just noticed like, wow, there was some turbulence for me that I got to work through that was rooted in some things of the past, right. Some fears around running out of money or running out of resources or somehow when things exit my life or leave, Am I losing them? Am I losing access? Is it going to come back? Right. And all of those insecurities around resources and things. And that's why I really, you know, it's so easy to want to like shove that to the side and just blow it off and be like, oh no, I'm just being silly and like not pay attention to it. And it's also easy to feed 
to feed that fear by actually going down the rabbit hole of like, oh my God, what if, what if we run out of money? What if the resources don't come? What if something goes wrong? And I think a lot of the world programs us to think in like that worst case scenario, you know, and that really what helped me was first of all, to recognize and realize like becoming that observer of like, wow, I'm contracting here. I'm starting to feel the tension in my chest or the tension in my neck. And like, what is this really about? Let me get curious about it. What is this really about? Is this really escaping my life? Is this really leaving forever? Or is this planting a seed into something that's going to grow and multiply? And I had to redirect my thoughts. I had to redirect my mind. I had to redirect my energy and my focus to really look at this as this blessing being transferred to plant seeds that we're going to multiply even more and bless even more people, us, our children, you know, the people who come into our home and really lean into that, you know, and and the promises that are spoken Mm -hmm. because otherwise it's so easy to just get stuck. Right. And there was, there was a lot of testing for me on this. And again, I think that because for me, a lot of my old programming, you know, has been around, losing homes. You know, we lost our home when I was 17. And then after my, you know, divorce, I, I lost my home again. And so there's, and I've had a lot of losses in my life where it felt like money or homes or the safe place accidents. So this was really a testing ground for me to lean into trusting timing, trusting God's provision, trusting you that, you know, you were going to be a good steward of it with me. Like it really allowed me to go deeper into trust and deeper into this process. And I, I really would just wanted to bring this up because it's not a one and done. Sometimes we do this work and we're like, Oh, totally over this thing. You know, like I'm totally over these trust issues. I'm totally over this lack issues or whatever we call it until we get stretched again. And when we get stretched, cause we're growing or a new amazing opportunity shows up or we get to invest or something external happens it could be something amazing or it could be something not amazing, but the stretch happens and the stretch brings us back to test, you know, test our faith and test our trust. And so that was something that came up for me was really being in it and training myself to relax, trust, and really choose how I was going to experience, experience this releasing of funds and planting funds into something else big deal it's a big deal (laughs) it is a big deal it goes from being very liquid and accessible to very illiquid and you know frankly inaccessible that's what happens when you plant money in real estate (laughs) right it doesn't go away uh as long as the market keeps going up in fact it will appreciate and become worth even more yet like giving up that access to it should you need it yeah right i mean from a physical perspective is is about that obviously it's about something much deeper yeah, as you just explained, but that's uh, you know that's for sure. Uh, another one of mine in this um, in this journey is that as I start to now that we're past it, now that we're in the house, now that the purchase is done, um, now that I'm getting used to being in this gorgeous kitchen where I literally have to think <laughs> twice about going to throw something away because it requires seven steps to get from my prep station to the garbage can, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I'm coming, I love it. I'm coming up with workarounds. It used to just be right next to the, you know, to the sink. And that's just where it was uh, in our galley kitchen, you know, mm-hmm. in a little two, four bedroom, two bath house in, in Omaha. <clears throat> but um, what I'm recognizing now that we're kind of over the hump of getting into the place uh, for me was a lot around worthiness mm. and is it okay that I live in something this luxurious? Mm. Right. Because it, if I it, do, then that because it, it's it's uh, like a lot of us, right? Like, like I grew up, you know, basically an eighteen ninety five log cabin mm-hmm. <laughs> on a thirteen acre hobby farm in um, you know in a rural area, and so and I and even noticed you know when I sent pictures and videos back to my family. I, you know, sharing this place, I didn't hear much back. Mm. Right. And so, yeah, there's even still like at this moment, like getting used to being okay with that. And like, and, but also like sharing that with other people. Yeah. Right. And like, and talking and doing about so that, joyfully and, and doing it from a place of like, 
not a place of like, hey, look at me or hey, look what we have or what you don't have. It's not about that, right? It's about um, sharing, you know, what we've been able to create and invite people through gravity into the work, (laughs) you know, whether they're a client or not, I don't care, inviting them into the work. We are the work, Mm -hmm. right? We are the evidence of the work. (laughs) We we are the medicine and we're sharing this. And uh, it just came up on a coaching call I was in a little bit ago and somebody uh, was just saying, hey, as you start to share content uh, about your work, you know, in, you know, you and your new house, you either give people permission, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you either become people's reason mm-hmm. or you become their excuse, mm-hmm. especially yeah. as thought leaders and as leaders in the space. Like you either give people permission, um, not you, not, not that you give people permission, but you either, you either become someone's reason to say, oh yeah, their inspiration or you become their excuse yeah. and playing small, right. Is often like when I see my leader, when I see my people that I admire playing small, it becomes my excuse to not have to push myself, to not allow myself to go into that brighter, more beautiful, up-leveled space. So coming into this, I had a lot, had this like completely irrational freaking story going on in my head that for some reason, because of me, this loan was going to fall through. And I had this like, and that was like my worst case scenario because I don't know what it's like in every state, but in North Carolina, you have to put down, it's called due diligence money. It's like earnest money, but much bigger than any earnest money that I'd ever put down before. <laughs> like, and I think on one house, we had to put in 30,000 on the offer that didn't, didn't go through. And this one, we had to put like 20,000. If the deal falls through and it's your fault, like you just lose that money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So first of all, I had the story in my head. I'm terrified. This is going to be my fault. And Christine's going to lose the $20,000 check that she wrote out of her account to cover that. Right. And so I was like all locked up in that story or something else. I had some stuff with the IRS a while ago and that's still getting settled out. And like that was going to cause us to not get the house or whatever. There's just so many other like just little stories that came up for me along the way of like reasons logical or illogical that we're going to get in the way of us getting this place. And, um, somehow I would prevent the dream. Yeah. That's really the core. That's really the core fears. I'm going to screw this up. Something I've done is going to come up, haunt me something, you know, is going to, I'm going to, I don't deserve it. That's the whole undeserving. And that's that's Mm -hmm. what what it was is those two, those two wolves inside the proverbial wolves, right. Yeah. Fighting each other. Um, because the, the one that wins is the one that you feed. Right. And so there's a part of me that wants to stay, you know, stuck in that little house in Omaha. Not that it wasn't a great place. It was comfortable. It was very comfortable. And I know, like, I know how to pay that mortgage or that rent. Right. And I know how to afford that lifestyle and I know how to, how to be okay. Like being okay (laughs) with what, with how people, you know, perceive my lifestyle and all that stuff. And so everything about this was an upgrade. Everything about this from, and it's not, I mean, the house is great and the house is evidence of all of that. um, But it was really about me expanding and being okay with it into this space and being okay with like letting everybody else see that. Yeah. Um, I think that's what I had. I had this whole inner game that was like trying to detract, you know, like pull me back and keep me stuck. Right. So if you want to, if you want to keep two lobsters in a pail, excuse me, if you want to keep a lobster in a pail, what you do is you throw another lobster in because that other lobster was a, um, one lobster can climb out of a pail by itself, but the other lobster will always pull it back in. And so I had this inner fight, right? And this inner lob, you know, the, the other lobster trying to pull me back down and keep me from having the dream, you know, from, from getting- So how did you manage pail. that? How did you manage that inner, the inner- <laughs> battle of the two wolves and just was, moving through this process. It was probably, it was, honestly, for me, it was, the, it was the most challenging part of the whole thing. Cause I was just viscerally uncomfortable inside for like a month mm-hmm. in your from, body, in my body, like in mm-hmm. my body, I was, I was just uncomfortable inside. Like there'd be moments of not uncomfortable and like, okay, it's okay. I got this, you know, da-da-da, everything's moving mm-hmm. through. I get some, get a, a note back from the lender saying, yep, everything's good. And they told me like five times. And it was good. Everything's was fucking good fine, Mark. <laughs> I'm like, I want assurance. I need to know. Because I, I just literally. You thought you were going to mess something up. <clears throat> I was going to screw something up or they were going to, you know, find uh, whatever. Yeah. When they're going yeah. through all the different line items and the bank statements and all these things. Yeah. When you're, I don't know if you know this. When you're self-employed, uh, they, they scrutinize where all your money comes from. Yeah. And they got to make sure that um, that it's real money or whatever that you didn't 
borrow it or something. And so, yeah, as they were going through all these things, I'm like, yes, this is going to be the one. And I'm just like, <laughs> I was on top of it. Like every email is like writing back right away. And that was my way of handling that in the, in the moment. And, um, you know, the closer we got to like signing the paperwork, you know, it was fine. Like the moment of signing the paperwork, honestly, was like a nothing burger for me. Like it was just like, that's done. It was a leading up to it. was a leading up to it. The anticipation. Yeah. Yeah. And and this is, you know, anytime that I've made a significant leap, anytime in my life, you know, I've got to, I've gotten to go through something similar. And so this was one of one of the more viscerally uncomfortable Mm -hmm. moments, but you know, anytime that I've, gone through what I call an upper level or an upper limit, you know, like I, I, I want to be able to preach this story that some people preach. It's like, Oh, it's, you know, it's just fun and easy. Just blast through it. Da, 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 da. I'm like, fuck you. No, it's not that way for me. You know, in my untamed life, like, um, until like, until it's a I, little wild and crazy. It gets a little <laughs> wild and crazy. It gets a little bit bumpy. Yeah. And now I know that that's how I know. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Right. As long as I know where I'm going and clear what I'm creating, I can tolerate the, uh, the turbulence knowing that it's going to be over. And that was the guiding force for me. It was like knowing that May 23rd was going to be the end, the deadline. Like there's an end to this. Like I know when I get to get through this or at some point, I get, you know, we're going to be through this and, you know, now it's on to the, the next set of the, um, the next set of challenges and enjoying the place, you yeah. know, just being here. And then one thing I'll just put a cap on that and I'll just toss it back to you is, um, you know, my dad gave me a, like a card, give, but he used to give these out to people. He said, it's not, uh, it, it was, I'm going to summarize this just a little bit, but, um, basically it said it was, it was never about the destination, mm-hmm. right? I think personal growth doesn't happen without the journey. It's it is always the journey. The journey. Yeah. It's always the journey. Like where you get to is like, then you're just going to want to go somewhere else. That's how we're wired as humans. Our brains are literally wired. To just, it's like, what's the next thing? What's the right? next okay, thing? What's right? next? Yeah. And so it really was about the journey. And that was what really important for me on this one is really learning how much I can tolerate, um, how much I can handle, not just tolerate, how much I can handle as I crush through these upper limits and get to that next level. In the process. Mm-hmm. I think like that is so important. I really want to kind of wrap, begin to wrap up around here is that it's, first of all, I want to double down on what Mark said and what, you know, you said about the turbulence, the contractions, the, you know, the resistance that we feel it's sometimes we're like, oh my gosh, this must be a sign. It's, it's wrong. It's like, no, this is also the, as we're being stretched, whenever you're stretching a muscle, I mean, it's not like, oh, look at how amazing this stretch feels. Like it's uncomfortable. It's viscerally uncomfortable for a while. And and to your point, I think, you know, I've seen this a lot through all the years of coaching where people will commit right? They'll make a decision. I'm in, I'm doing this program. I'm in, I'm signing up. I'm doing the race. I'm doing the thing. I'm buying the house. I'm, you know, we're going to fix the relationship. We're going to transform the gravity, the the temperature inside our home, whatever the decision is. And then the self-sabotaging begins, right? Because to your point, there's that old familiar set point where it's like, well, people accept me and love me here. I know what it feels like, like this gets to be okay, but I don't want to ruffle anybody's feathers. This is uncomfortable for me. There's these new unexpected things that I've never dealt with before. Like there's more expected of me. I mean, there's more to whom much is given, much is expected. We, we were both really invited to up-level our detail orientation in this process. Like, let me just tell you, we, this process allowed both of us to see it really shed light on all the places that we had been sloppy with things, messy just personally with things that we had been talking about, like we just got to, the new standard is to tighten these things up for us, you know, part of like cleaning up the kingdom, right? We get to clean it up. And we had just, you know, held on to these old habits of like having certain things be messy or loose. And we knew they were an issue, but we kept sweeping them under the rug until it was time to really like hold that as the new standard. And so as we're going through these, you know, upgrades, up levels, decisions. And that decision could be to like really take control of your marriage, really reclaim the territory of your house, move, um, whatever that thing is, there's going to be challenges. There's going to be things, curveballs that are thrown at us. There's going to be more expected of us. And I think ultimately that is the fear that we run from, right? There's greater responsibility to respond differently the ability to respond and its capacity building in the process right and so 
um, I just wanted to double down on that to both of our points. There's a difference between forcing it and understanding that those contractions, that resistance, those, those doubts, those fears, those insecurity, those bumps are part of the process. And we're not just trying to barrel through them, force them, get anxious, get angry, reactive, but we can feel it all. We can acknowledge it. We spent a lot. We talked about it a lot. And we also just spent a lot of time doing our own and our work in this process to just keep moving towards that, which we knew we were being called to and do it at the pace that felt right for us. We were calling each other back, adjusting the pace as we needed. And really, for me, I really, really grounded myself by coming back to the original decision that this is going to be enjoyable. I will not let the enemy rob me of my joy. I will be anxious for nothing. I will enjoy this process. I'm going to delight in every step of it. I'm going to stay curious. I'm going to stay open. I'm going to stay trusting. And that became my temperature gauge that every time I started to go, Ooh, I'm not enjoying this anymore. There's things coming up or here's another thing. It was like, okay, you know, how, what would make this fun? What would make this enjoyable? And you kind of go, well, what makes paperwork fun or what makes paperwork enjoyable? Well, it forces you to start stretching your, you know, the way you look at things and the way you look at your own evolution and things like that. So I know that that's something that kept bringing me back was reminding myself of how I was going to experience it, like how I was going to choose to experience this. Um, so we talked about, you know, those feelings of unworthiness that come up, those fears about resources exiting our life for us letting go of controls of things that we were using for security blankets, right? So what are the things in your life that, you know, you're having trouble letting go of as you're growing? There might be habits, behaviors in the last episode I did on addiction. You know, it's like, so we know I want to get healed, but that means you've got to release the thing that made you sick in the first place, right? Like, what are you holding on tightly that you know by letting go is actually going to create more freedom for you. It's going to free you. It's going to free up more space. We moved into this place by letting go of that. It has opened up so much spaciousness and has freed us to move into so much more. So we talked about that. We talked about the unworthiness. And the last thing I want to say here is, you know, for me, as, as I settle here, it's, I'm going to maintain that I get to enjoy the journey of settling in right? It's not like, okay, here we are. I have to, everything has to be perfect and it has to be done right now. It's like, I can enjoy the process of creating and having the full experience, right? Of being here, furnishing it, you know, setting up the office. That's why it's like, I don't love doing my podcast in an empty room without the cool background and all the things, but you know, who cares? Like at the end of the day, is a raw, real conversation. It's a raw, mm-hmm. real show. And this is real life. This is not staged. We're not taking pictures of ourselves in front of some fancy house that we don't own or renting luxury vehicles for the day. We are here to be real. We're here to be raw. We're here to share. And, and just to say, like, we're going through all the same things. And that's why I wanted to bring you on today to just say, like, here we are mm-hmm. going through life, doing our thing. And um, hopefully we can provide some inspiration. For some of you guys listening as you're going through some, some upgrades. So thanks. Thanks for having me on. Any final thoughts as we wrap it up? Hmm. Well, I would say come check out project gravitas, follow along. If you're not following in the socials, you should definitely follow along because there's some cool things in the works, things that we're going to be doing more, more sharing. If this message resonated with you, or it sounds like something that you want more of, then uh, get connected with us on the, um, the Instagrams and uh, Snapchat, Facebook, et cetera. The social handles below. That's where we're sharing the story. And I would, yeah. I would say, uh, you know, if any of this um, resonated you know, for you, what works for me is by paying attention and following people that are producing that lifestyle that I want yeah. and paying attention to what they're doing and copying and pasting all that stuff into my own life. And um, using it as inspiration to join, <laughs> join yeah, the movement. Hundred yeah. percent. That's that's what has worked um, for me. From a point where it was like, man, I couldn't even afford to, um, you know, go to a conference or pay for coaching. To a point where I've invested heavily in coaching um, along the way to, you know, to be able to accelerate, you know, the yeah. time frame. Yeah. And then um, you know, I just I found people that I resonated with, yeah. and then took a look at what they're doing. And it's been that, 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 that right there has made all the difference. You're going to experience turbulence. It's fine. It's normal. It's a, 
It's a hundred percent part of life. And sometimes you're going to get lost. A lot of people hit yeah. those trivial moments and that's when they quit. Yeah. Or they so, think they're failing. They're failing in the process. It's like, no, we just had a momentary at some, relapse. At some point, somebody <laughs> sold a lot of us on this idea that it wasn't supposed to be um, a bit challenging, right? Mm-hmm. Or that there wouldn't be a limit to punch through. And um, it doesn't have to be hard or painful, right? right? But just recognize that sometimes it'll feel a little bit uncomfortable. That's how you know when to push on the accelerator, mm-hmm. not back Keep off. Going. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. all my things. I love it. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for sharing and for being raw and real. I appreciate that. So yes, um, make sure you guys follow along. If this resonates, we're really here to invite people to join us in the journey. You can judge or you can join us, right? Like we're here as evidence of the work and doing the inner work of coming back to your inner man, your inner woman, going through the initiation to understand how to build a thriving relationship, thriving body, and really you know, surround yourself with people who are on a growth trajectory, who are also here to co-create and collaborate. So you guys can check that out. If you want to learn more, you can check out the link in the show notes, apply for a discovery call and learn more about the initiation coaching and mentorship journey. Follow us on social media until next time. Here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously as warriors of the heart. Bye for now. Thanks again for joining me in today's episode. It is my intention to bring you valuable, heart-shifting content every time that will upgrade your life. If you're a new listener, make sure you follow the podcast so you can stay up to date as future episodes roll out. And I invite you to head on over and join my free community, Warriors of the Heart on Facebook. In there, you'll find bonus trainings, a game-changing assessment tool, and exclusive member-only offers. Until next time, Warriors. Here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously in the untamed life, the only life worth living.